0: you're back with the takeaway i'm melissa harris perry we're taking our library talk to tiktok now librarians across the country are using tiktok to amplify their local libraries and encourage people of all ages to read whether they're demonstrating how to walk into your local library with swagger
1: pretty girls walk like this this
0: or posing like the capybaras on children's books. Capybara,
1: Capybara, Capybara, Capybara,
0: Capybara, 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 Capybara. Or showing off their big print books for those of us with older eyes to the tune of SZA.
1: It's
0: and they're having fun while doing it.
2: Yes, it is library talk, librarian talk, libraries of TikTok.
0: This is Rhea Gardner, a supervising librarian at Solano County Library.
2: Solano County, if you don't know, it's in Northern California, right in between Sacramento and San Francisco. So it's really, really diverse and just a lovely community. I love working for Solano County.
0: I grew up in Solano County. Rhea is one of the folks responsible for her library's TikTok account. And here's one of her partners.
3: I used to work in our library's marketing department, and they saw my personal use of TikTok and kept on trying to convince me to do it for Solano County Library.
0: That's Michael Threats. He's also a supervising librarian at Solano County Library.
3: I grew up in Solana County Library. Um, I got my first library card at the library where I supervise now, but I never grew up having a male librarian. Um, there were no black librarians, let alone male black librarians. So it's super cool that that there are now people of all colors who are, who are, who are becoming librarians. Um, we're getting younger and younger. There's nothing wrong with being an older seasoned libra- librarian, but it's so cool that we have so many young people. That way we can encourage other young people that being a librarian um, is cool for them. Whenever I take off my cardigan, people can see that I'm covered in tattoos. Um, some people have bright neon hair. Everyone has different, Everyone, everyone's different. So it's really cool to be a librarian and show people of all ages, of all looks, that uh, the library world is for them.
0: And to round out our look at this library world, we're bringing in Lisa Varga, the executive director of the Virginia Library Association. Now, Lisa, we heard Michael say that librarians on TikTok, they show that library is about books, but also that library is about more than books. So what more are libraries about?
1: Oh, gosh, that's a great question. So we aren't just about books. Libraries feed off of our communities, and we provide resources that reflect those communities. And we also evolve with time. So one of the things I was um, chatting with someone about the other day is, you know, we provide maybe accounts to electronic music these days, whereas we started with records and cassette tapes and CDs. And now also when you t- talk about movies, we were doing VHS tapes to DVD and now letting people use streaming services through their libraries. And I think one of the things that's been really amazing as a TikTok lurker, not a TikTok creator, is seeing the volume of people that are library users, and I'll even call some of them library evangelists, that are creating content for us and about us that we could have never anticipated when TikTok was started.
0: Lisa, in Virginia, state computers can't even have TikTok installed. Is that right?
1: That is correct. Our governor passed a resolution back in December saying that certain services were not permitted on state computers. So we don't necessarily have a lot of library TikTok accounts in Virginia as we've seen in other states.
0: Do you see, though, value in, you know, obviously TikTok is one of multiple social media platforms. Is there a way that, you know, whether it's Facebook or IG, you know, any of these spaces where librarians themselves can be the creators, um, do you find that useful in communicating with and reaching parts of your community? Does social media
1: help? absolutely and we've watched that um i'm one of those seasoned librarians that michael was mentioning and um (laughs) and i've seen a variety of media and social media come through the library hemisphere in the last 25 years and we have different audiences on each platform that allow us to create content geared toward those folks so whereas ig For a long time, may have just been an image advertising a program. Now it can have a bit of more of a Reels prospect where you have some action going on. But I think TikTok is really unique in that library TikTokers and creators are able to take advantage of trends that occur on TikTok to then market services that might not have been as part of our ordinary plan, but because the user-generated content is so enthusiastic about certain threads and themes, we're able to jump in and be more nimble and showcase some of the things that we want to let people know about.
0: Raya, give me an example of that. Tell me um, sort of a, a library TikTok that was able to take advantage of a, of a TikTok trend to you know, really amplify something of importance.
2: I think the point of our TikToks is to touch on the important subjects that are happening, right? Like with the book bans that are going on. Like Michael showcased diverse books. There's one TikTok trend. Michael, jump in.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I know which one is which one Ray is talking about. I'm just I don't remember how to um, describe it in a <laughs> yeah. way that would make sense. But um, I think a really cool one that we did that was for a trend was the um, the Tariq the Corn Kid. The it's corn. When um, yeah. that was going oh, viral everywhere, yes. we did a we did we did a TikTok. In, um, in Vallejo on that one, just highlighting different books for every time he said his corn, we were like, it's video games, it's musical instruments. Um, and we even got some of the local, st- local students from that library to join us. Whenever we do the trends, Ray and I just try to be as cringy as possible. <laughs> but sometimes we'll be doing these trends in the libraries and then local kids will be laughing at us as they see adult librarians trying to make TikToks.
2: Yes, we love it though. And that's like the whole point is just like not taking ourselves too seriously.
0: I also kind of love the idea that being cringe is kind of the point playing around with this idea of sort of how are librarians reflected in media? I mean, it's always right. Like the the bund glasses, you know, saying shh, shh, yeah. shh, right? And yeah. here you all are dancing and being silly in the library.
1: One of the things I think that makes Ram Michael so appealing is their authenticity. I think TikTokers mm-hmm. or TikTok commenters are really quick to point out people that they think are not authentic and they won't follow you and they'll swipe right by you. When you have an authentic and consistent voice, it draws people in and they may see you for the first time and then spend to 15 minutes doing a deep dive on all of your videos having that content there and accessible immediately is really vital to the experience
0: all right put a bookmark right here more on the takeaway right after this Welcome back to The Takeaway. I'm Melissa Harris-Perry. We're talking with three librarians about the many ways that libraries have adapted to continue to serve their communities, including by using TikTok. Now, if there's any time that libraries are adapting to challenges, it's now. In just the past few weeks, libraries from Indiana to New York to Tennessee have received threats of violence. Why? because on their shelves are books with LGBTQ+, or racial themes and content.
2: The Hendersonville Library has been under scrutiny for weeks in conservative media after the actor Kirk Cameron claimed library staff was rude before and during his Story Hour event. Then, on Tuesday, library staff got multiple emails talking about death and blowing up the building.
0: Lawmakers in Idaho recently introduced a bill that would allow parents to sue libraries over books they disagree with. And Indiana lawmakers filed an amendment that would create a legal process to challenge books at schools and public libraries. Representative Jake Teshka spoke in support of this policy.
1: When I drop my son off at school and he goes into a school library, I don't know what is there. So it takes away kind of my opportunity as a parent to be able to, to see what's going on.
0: This is all part of an ongoing effort by right-wing groups and politicians to make libraries sites in their culture wars against gender and racial equality. Here again is Lisa Varga, Executive Director of the Virginia Library Association
1: the last two years of my life have been consumed with trying to convince people that when you read a passage out of context, that does not an entire book make. When you decide that a certain type of book that is written by or um, includes the lived experiences of BIPOC and LGBTQIA plus individuals, that you can't just decide for everybody that that book is bad. You can decide for yourself if you don't want you or your kids to read it, but you really don't get to say that about everyone else's kid. And I think that TikTok allows us to showcase our skill set without being on the defensive all the time. It allows us to show the highlights of our day. I mean, you can't put a price on the smile you get from a kid who comes in and is looking for a specific book or a kind of book. And when you put it in their hands, they light up. That isn't the kind of thing that makes the snappy headlines or the clickbait. Right, And so we've really fallen strangely down some rabbit hole of not of our own making that started to erode the trust that libraries and librarians have built up over decades. And I think our TikTok creators are able to bring some of that back. I'd also like to encourage anyone listening to please visit Unite Against Book Bans, which is an organization that is trying to mobilize and get the word out about the attempts of book banning and censorship that are happening in communities all around our country. And make no mistake, these are very targeted and specific, and they have been sharing lists of books. And if when you work in a library and this comes to you, please reach out to your state library association or any of the other organizations that can support you. You do not need to do this alone.
0: Michael, I'm going to ask if you want to also speak on this moment of book banning in which we find ourselves.
3: Even in my local library, just a quick story is the other day, Um, A young, young black boy came into the children's section while I was on desk um, and he and his dad just walked up to me. He didn't even want any books. He just kind of like stared at me for a second and he said, are you a black boy like me? Um, And I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't correct him. I didn't say I'm a black man. I just kind of went, went, went with it. Um, we just had a small interaction. I think something as small as that goes into the importance of book bans is that people want to see library workers who look like them. And in the same context, they want to see books that look like them, that represent them. Um, I used to be a children's librarian. When I was a children's librarian, I would take a suitcase full of books to schools, all sorts. And all the times I, people from kindergarten to sixth grade, they would pick up the different books that had covers that looked like their friends. And they'd say, hey, this book looks like you you should get it. You might like it. Even kids who are white would want to read books about, they could see that the character is black. They could see that they're Asian because they want to learn more about their friends. They wanted to get closer to them. And even though our libraries have not have not been truly impacted by book bans, all libraries are impacted by any book band because we all love one another and support one another. So any book band that exists is a fight that we're all willing to join and that's what we try to use TikTok for, Instagram, um, even Twitter, is just to highlight books that show Asian representation, that show Black representation, Latino, Latinx, LGBTQIA plus representation and so on. Um, that allows us to show the joy of those books. I think that's the real thing is that book bans never make sense because all these, all these books are just stories of authenticity, of genuine authors of their lives trying to show kids how great that they can be.
0: If you had a vision of what our libraries would be, and let's let's make it a relatively short future, so like in ten years, if you if somebody came down with a magic grant and was like, "Here, you know, spend what you want, make the library of your dreams," Michael, what would the library of your dreams be like?
3: I think my my dream library would just be a library that is welcoming, belonging for everybody. Um, I would love for there to be, um, I think there's a, there's a sense that libraries are quiet places. Um, they're not, I've never shushed anybody. I've actually been shushed as a library as a librarian before. Um, but I do believe that there should be at least one quiet area for people to study, to take tests. Um, there would definitely be a social worker at the library to assist our unhoused community and anyone who may need their services. Um, I would love to see a coffee shop in the library a giant, a giant, giant garden for people to enjoy and observe and read and um, read in hammocks or in chairs throughout the garden. All of the various collections that we have: a special section for those, the video game collection, musical instrument collection, um, social justice book kit collection, uh, mental health kit collection, video game, sport games. A house for all of those. Um, a the perfect place for kids to play. Something with sensory, sensory toys. And I would just want to have enough um, resources that we couldn't could encourage people people of all colors, tattooed people, pierced people, neon-haired people to want to be at this um, amazing dream library.
0: Rhea, what's your vision?
2: Oh, I like your vision, Michael. Yeah, I would like to see actually more libraries. I I feel like we're like our community in Dixon. We don't have, it's not accessible to people that need it. There's a migrant camp that, that we do outreach to them, but we'd also love to bring them to the library, whether that looks like, bus routes or some kind of grant to get taxis. But in the library, I mean I can get into like the technical things too because with Solano, our libraries, like we need to get new roofs. So facility maintenance is really important. In my library right now, like we had a basement leak that we had to fix. I think that's something that we don't really talk a lot about, being able to upkeep our facility.
0: I love that. You we literally went from the roof to the basement. Yes, from top to bottom, (laughs) Um,
1: inside and out.
0: Lisa, I want to end on you here. Do you have a vision for the future?
1: I do. I have a fantasy that all libraries will be fully funded and maybe funded to excess at some point. It feels like it's an uphill battle every year not only to be able to evolve our collections but to fix the roofs and the basements and the flooding issues. Um I just I think my vision for the future is there are still so very few places where people can go without the expectation of spending money. And if we can preserve that in our libraries, I think it would benefit all the members of our society.
0: Michael Threets Rhea Gardner are supervising librarians at Solano County Library in California, and they are on TikTok. And Lisa Varga is executive director of the Virginia Library Association. Thank you to all of you for taking some time with us on The Takeaway. Thank you.
3: Thank you you so much. It was an honor.